You're listening to Truly Criminal, the home of true crime. To see the video version of this case, including the footage and photos, you can find us on YouTube. Just search for Truly Criminal. Jupiter is the northernmost town in Palm Beach County, Florida. Picture perfect with gorgeous sandy beaches, amazing wildlife and scenery, and big, beautiful homes along the coastline, occupied by many a famous name. In 2020, it was also home to 51-year-old Gretchen Anthony. Gretchen had moved to Florida in 2006, but before this had spent a lot of time in the busy New York City, where she had attended fashion school. She later moved back to her hometown in New Jersey, getting another degree before starting work as a teacher. As soon as she came to Florida, she said she knew it was for her. The sun, the beaches, the community. It was perfect and she settled right in. She soon moved into a career as a human resources director, calling her colleagues her second family. Friends said she was so outgoing and confident, a real chatterbox, and her job meeting new people every day was perfect for her. She also had a 12-year-old daughter, Ava, who lived between both her and her ex-husband, Jeff. A big part of Gretchen's life was about staying active and working out. Another reason she loved where she lived was that she was able to paddleboard and work out on the beach. After her divorce and career change, she threw herself into fitness even more. She started looking for a personal trainer to push her, and it was here that she met David Anthony. So D.D. Anthony here. Don't forget the 90-minute workout coming this Sunday. Co-workers said David had a big presence, both in personality and stature, standing at six foot seven. He was very charming, popular, and a really good laugh. Clients called him the hot trainer, and the gym's owner Tabitha said people really warmed to him. Gretchen and David shared so much in common, especially, of course, their love of staying active. But most importantly for Gretchen... He got along brilliantly with Ava. Gretchen and David soon married in Las Vegas in March of 2015. But the happiness was not to last, when in late 2019, after a string of issues that Gretchen said they simply couldn't work through, they had separated and divorce papers were filed in February 2020. David moved in with his mother and Gretchen was now by herself, as Ava was staying with Jeff for a while. If this wasn't all stressful enough, more anxiety would soon follow. March 2020. The breaking news, stay at home. That is the order tonight from four state governors as the coronavirus pandemic spreads. Uh, New York, California. We are basically trying to do whatever we can uh, to be able to, to slow down those numbers. Good afternoon. Let's go straight to the Rose Garden. President Trump about to hold a news conference on the coronavirus crisis. A month and year many will remember forever. The COVID-19 pandemic saw just about everything come to a grinding halt, and the fear of the unknown was lingering over everyone. As the lockdowns had just come into effect, Gretchen, like many, was on social media more than ever. She was still working, but was now virtually catching up with friends and family, asking for TV show and film recommendations, and seeing how everyone else was filling their days up. She was often reposting and commenting on everything from inspirational quotes to memes and jokes. 
On March 19th, just a few days into everything shutting down, Gretchen reposted a picture which said, When chaos is all around you, the wisest choice is to create peace within you. The following day she popped into work and everyone said she was in good spirits. She had plans the next day to catch up with a friend, and all seemed to be as well as it could be considering the circumstances. But on March 21st, everyone was met with silence. There was nothing on her social media, and she had failed to clock into her shift. A few friends then got some concerning texts from Gretchen. She said she had an acute case of COVID-19 and wasn't doing so well. Dawn, Gretchen's boss and her close friend, heard she was sick and sent her a message. She heard nothing back. Dawn texted her on Monday morning, March 23rd. Gretchen, are you okay? At the end of the day, when she still hadn't heard anything back, she texted again. Hi, please let me know if you need something. I'm really worried about you. She got a reply and it was far more serious than Dawn thought. The message said she had gone to Jupiter Medical Centre, where she passed out with a fever of 102 degrees and low oxygen levels. I'm at a CDC coronavirus treatment facility that only handles COVID cases. The good news is my blood type has potential to be used in the cure. Not sure if you remember me saying that I have a strain of mad cow disease in my blood. Well, that strain is significant in gathering more answers to find a cure. For safety purposes, Dr. Sinclair and her team are strongly recommending that we maintain contact with immediate family members only. I'm using my mom. She said she was being transferred to Belle Glade, over an hour away from central Florida. Her friends were concerned but also confident that Gretchen was fit and healthy and would be able to fight it off. Gretchen's ex-husband Jeff and Ava had also both received some text messages. These said that she may even have to be placed in a medically induced coma, making her impossible to get hold of. The texts to her daughter were cold and distant, and Jeff said the minute he read these, he knew something was wrong. The messages were full of spelling mistakes, abbreviations she wouldn't use, and bad punctuation, and this just wasn't how she talked. The messages were now coming in thick and fast, saying many different things, but all indicating she was in a very bad way. Some friends were fearing it was a life-or-death situation, but others thought the same as Jeff. Something was off. More concerning still, her phone had stopped sharing her location with her daughter, something she had never done. After this, with the concern mounting and so many mixed messages about where she was and what was happening, the police were called to do a welfare check. There was no answer at the door. Jeff decided to go to the Jupiter Medical Centre himself, and, to his surprise, he did find Gretchen's Mini Cooper parked outside, with her purse on the front seat in full view of the passers-by. Again, something that didn't make sense. He called in and asked about Gretchen's status, and the response confirmed his fears. Gretchen wasn't there, and they had no record of her on the system, nothing since 2008. I need to get help for my friend that's missing. I don't know how to put it words, but I know she's in very great danger right now. On the 26th of March 2020, a missing persons report was filed and Detective Jared Kennison was in charge. Based off of everything he had heard, he had big concerns. He got a warrant to enter her home and it seemed to indicate a struggle of some sort had taken place. 
There was a broken picture frame and shards of glass on Gretchen's bed. Two bottles of cleaning products next to a cloth on her kitchen countertop. And inside the washing machine were more towels that had a red substance on them. These were taken away for testing. Police also found small drops of what looked like blood on the wall in the master bedroom. When police went into the garage, they found the door was locked and the key was broken off inside the lock. They noticed that the ground was wet and there appeared to be large bleach stains on the floor leading outside to the driveway. They said the smell of cleaning products was overwhelming. A cadaver dog was brought in and detected the smell of blood inside her residence. Gretchen had had cameras installed in her home a while back, so these were seized and they hoped that something would have been picked up. Some of them had been ripped out of the wall. Despite this, they were confident that the footage could be recovered from the cloud. As they were inspecting the house, a neighbour came running out with more information for them. She said that on the 21st of March, roughly between 6 and 6.30am, she heard a woman's voice let out what she called a blood-curdling scream. I heard a really serious woman scream, like, um, just screaming, like she was being attacked. And then I heard her scream, no, and then I heard something about, it hurts, stop it. The scream was really serious. It sounded like it was coming more from the garage area than inside the house, and the screaming had lasted for about 15 minutes. Police say Gretchen Anthony was last seen here at her Jupiter home March 20th. Police say they found blood inside the home, but so far there's no trace of Gretchen. It's a shock. I mean, it's a really quiet neighborhood here. A lot of families live here. This is very shocking. We're in a very safe, quiet neighborhood, and uh, nothing like this ever happens here. Police found what appeared to be large bleach stains on the floor of the garage leading out toward the driveway. Even now, you can see white stains on the cement by the garage door. Police also found red-stained towels in the washing machine, broken glass, and bloodstains in the master bedroom. Another neighbour said that on the 23rd of March, they heard someone cleaning inside Gretchen's garage, which was closed up. There was water mixed with an unknown chemical coming out from under the door and into the alley. That same witness said she saw a small black Nissan truck running in Gretchen's driveway with a tarp covering the back. No one was inside it, but it was definitely out of place. The only person everyone knew to drive a vehicle like that was her ex-husband, David. Jeff, who had been going over and over the text messages from Gretchen's phone and comparing them to other people's texts, suddenly realised exactly who the words reminded him of. And it, too, was David Anthony. Police called her now estranged ex-husband, and he also said that Gretchen told him she was in isolation and he was just as worried about her. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? spoke with Gretchen today. You spoke with Gretchen today? Yeah. Gretchen is receiving treatment for the COVID virus. Then David said something else that was strange. He told them that in the weeks before, Gretchen had said she was fearing for her life, and after coming out of isolation, she might be running away. She had discovered that there was a tax fraud going on in her workplace, and after she contacted the IRS, she was now fearing the repercussions. Definitely a story that no one else had heard. A quick search showed that David had a criminal record, having been arrested for holding up a blockbuster store with, unbeknownst to them, a fake gun. He was also charged with assaulting a police officer. They needed to find David and talk to him in person. 
He wasn't working anymore, having been fired a few weeks beforehand, but he wasn't at his mother's home as they expected. Susan answered the door and was happy to help. She showed officers that she had got the same sort of texts that everyone else had been getting from Gretchen. In touch with me because she's in the CDC center. She has the virus. Okay, what CDC center is she at? I don't know. She texted me this morning and said she was in there. I have the text. Would you like to see it? I would love to. Thank you. All right, no problem. Okay. But she had no idea where her son was, and it was possible he was far away. He had packed up his truck on the 24th of March, and he, along with his dog Kobe, had left without a word. He had said he was going to Costa Rica. The CCTV footage from outside the hospital was back, and although it was grainy and dark, it showed a very tall person dropping Gretchen's car off in the early morning hours of the 24th of March. It was definitely not her, and they could only see one person around. David was six foot seven, and now they knew what Jeff thought of the texts. As well as David packing up and setting off without warning, it wasn't looking good. On March 25th, at around midday, another break came when they could see Gretchen's phone ringing near Pensacola. This was around 600 miles away from Jupiter. If she really was isolating at the CDC Coronavirus Treatment Centre, as her texts had claimed, she would have no reason to be so far away. They wondered if it was possible that Gretchen was in David's vehicle too, either voluntarily or against her will. One witness then told police she had had a conversation with David on the 25th of March via text. When she asked if he had heard from Gretchen, he said, ran into her randomly, sat AM. She mentioned something about going to the beach to ground herself because she wasn't feeling well. Then she proceeded to tell me I should plead insanity on some bogus police charges I've been dealing with. The police needed to delve further into David's past and his prior relationships. David Anthony had moved about a lot as a child and lived with just his mother in Palm Beach Gardens. Friends said the outgoing and loud personality that everyone saw in the gym was not always there. When he was younger, he was very quiet, speaking only if someone addressed him directly. He had very low self-esteem and told people it came from being overweight, as well as being the tallest child in the class, and he was badly bullied too. He wasn't allowed to join the school sports teams and fell into a depression. His family believed he was bipolar and wanted to take him to be assessed and get some medication, but he didn't want to and threw himself into losing weight and getting physically stronger. Inspired by athletes and basketball players like Kobe Bryant, he changed it all. He made such a transformation that after high school, he earned a scholarship to play basketball. As soon as he was done, he moved into personal training, which suited him well. In 2010, he dated a woman called Heidi for about a year, They met when he offered her a free personal training session. Heidi was 10 years his junior, and although being worried they might not have that much in common, said he was everything she was looking for in a partner. His behaviour soon shifted and he started fixating on really small things. He would time how long she took to do something, keeping tabs on what she ate and whether she worked out or not. In November 2010, Heidi walked into her apartment to find David standing there. He grabbed her hand and got down on one knee. Heidi tried to contain her excitement, but what followed was not a proposal. David said, I'd like to break up with you in order for you to have time to become the person I want you to be. 
He said he needed to surround himself with successful people that took their health and fitness seriously. Heidi was mortified. A few years later, David would meet Gretchen in the same way. For the first few years of their marriage, Gretchen and David appeared very happy, complimenting each other well. But to a lot of people's shock, Gretchen said she had actually spent three years trying to leave him, but always coming back to try and make it work. She told her friends that David was becoming manic and would verbally lash out. Gretchen said the good times were great, but the bad times were awful, and she had really been holding on to all the great memories and hoping it would stay that way. The couple even separated for about six months, but came back together to give things another go. But his manic episode seemed to worsen, and by 2018, things reached a scary point for Gretchen. One day, David shot up saying that the world was ending and he needed to go. He loaded up his truck with bags of rice, pots and pans, and ten pairs of shoes before speeding off, only to return a while later unfazed. Gretchen could see how bad it was getting, but she didn't know how to help him. She described the look in his eyes as crazy, and would often lock herself in rooms to get away from him and his outbursts. She texted a friend and said, I wish him well and hope he learns how to deal with his mental issues. I feel bad that I couldn't help, but I think he needs to learn how to love himself before he can love anyone, something he might not experience in this lifetime. She installed cameras around the house to keep an eye on him, but also to protect herself a little. She sent her boss Dawn a message saying, I'm watching him on the cameras and waiting for him to go to bed. Then I'll go downstairs and get a knife to put under my pillow, just in case, and hopefully get some sleep. On Christmas Eve 2019, Gretchen went through David's backpack and found her wedding ring, her passport, her driver's licence, and her credit cards. After this, she said there was no turning back and decided to end the relationship for good. David moved out of the house and into his mother Susan's, and Gretchen had the locks changed and added more cameras. He carried on personal training, but his co-workers noticed that he was now arriving late and seemed very quiet. David had been previously fired twice for aggressive behaviour and was only allowed his job back after persuading the owner Tabitha that he was working on his mental well-being and getting therapy. Tabitha said, there's no in-between with him, you never know what David you're going to get. Nevertheless, she was happy to give him a second chance. David's behaviour became even more erratic when his idol Kobe Bryant, along with his daughter Gianna and seven others tragically passed away in a helicopter crash in January 2020. Tabitha said you would have thought he and Kobe Bryant were best friends. He was traumatised by it. David would start hysterically crying in front of the fitness classes he was running and have to leave to compose himself. On February 24th, 2020, Tabitha had to let him go for good after he failed to turn up at all. Leaving clients stood outside the gym. He lost it and started screaming at her. And four days after this, Gretchen officially filed the divorce paperwork. Gretchen and David had been separated a while and were now seeing other people. David had even tried to ask Heidi back out, which of course she bluntly said no to. All his dates were ending in disaster, and he even tried to move all his stuff into one woman's house without her knowing or being there. David would turn up at the home that he and Gretchen used to share. He would stand outside shouting about the world ending and moving to Costa Rica. It also came to light that seven days before Gretchen had gone missing, David was placed under arrest. You okay? Not really. He was found in a mall in New Mexico after he was seen approaching teenage girls, sweating profusely and acting oddly. 
When officers got to him, he was nervous and erratic before getting aggressive. All the while, his dog Kobe sat calmly in the vehicle. David suddenly lunged into his truck, slamming the door on one of the officer's arms. It took three officers to bring him to the ground. What's he got? What's he got in his hand? Drop it! Drop it! Whatever it is, drop it! Sir, flat on your face! Out like an airplane! Hands out like an airplane! Flat down! Stop resisting me! Bring your other hand back. Okay, sir. Yes. I'll do everything you say. I'll do whatever you say. I'll do whatever you say. I'll do whatever you say. Oh, man. My arm. He's good. I'm sorry. I just grabbed him so hard because he was reaching for something. I literally had to body slam myself. Your party to drag you out. I'm sorry, you guys scared me. That's all. I was scared you guys were gonna get uh, like that. I was gonna run, so then I turned on, but he was hot, so I, I turned it back on. That's that I got my back in the truck. As authorities started searching David's truck, they found a large knife under the seat, lots of cash, and his passport. They also saw that David's license plate was covered by black electrical tape. David blamed Gretchen's 12-year-old daughter, saying that she must have put it there. He was charged with resisting arrest with violence, but soon posted his $3,000 bail and left. And, just days later, Gretchen was missing without a trace. Police still had no idea where either of them were. David was still on the run and would turn his phone on and off periodically, which gave them a small lead to follow. But ultimately, he was just doing this to try and lure police to random places. A bee on the lookout, otherwise known as a bolo, was put out for his vehicle and a call came in from a store saying that someone matching his description had been in to try and sell some women's jewellery. The store clerk handed over the CCTV, which showed David mumbling and saying something about either his mother or his stepmother dying from COVID-19 and that the jewellery had belonged to them. The employee paid David with a cheque, which he later cashed. Over the next few hours, he went from business to business trying to sell what he could. On the 27th of March, his phone indicated he was now in the Texas area, and the following day it showed he was back in New Mexico. Officers there were now on the hunt for him too. To their surprise, David then called the detectives himself. He maintained that Gretchen was not in any danger and was most definitely alive. He said that she had prepared a statement that she wanted him to read. In this alleged statement, it reiterated the idea that she had found fraudulent activity at work and was fearing for her life. Undeterred and not believing a word he said, Detective Kennison and his team continued on with their search, and finally, David Anthony was tracked down. Put your hands up! Um, last I heard, she was in a CDC facility getting treatment for uh, coronavirus. To their disappointment, they got word that they still didn't have enough to arrest him, and he was let go again. They were able to seize his vehicle, however, and inside they found two Amazon Echoes, some security cameras which had clearly been ripped out, and Gretchen's smashed phone. A cadaver dog immediately alerted officers to the truck, the same way they had reacted in Gretchen's home. The footage was also finally back from Gretchen's house, and one camera outside showed a very tall man standing in the porch area at around 6am on the 21st of March. He very carefully manoeuvres around the camera, holding something, but it is not clear what. Ten minutes later, Gretchen could be seen walking into her porch too. 
and she let out a yell. There was more muffled audio that was picked up by her Alexa. She had been trying to shout to get the lights turned on and attempting to make a call to 911 using it. Unfortunately, her device was not specifically programmed to do this and no call to police was ever made. Gretchen was then pulled into the garage, which showed the moment she was killed, footage which, understandably, has never been released. The man then turns around, and, exactly as they all thought, it was David. He then proceeds to pull the camera off the wall. On March 30th, a warrant was finally issued for his arrest. Hey, David. Who are you? My name is Jared Kennerson. I'm a detective with the Jupiter Police Department. There's a warrant for your arrest, and I'm going to explain that when we get back, back to the... Excuse me? For what? Homicide. For who? Who do you think? That's why I asked the question. We'll talk about it at the headquarters, okay? Okay. All right. A day later, David was in handcuffs and in custody, charged with kidnapping and second-degree murder and awaiting extradition. Kobe was taken to a shelter and later adopted by a new family. Infuriatingly, David was still saying the same things and told Kennison that Gretchen was still alive almost 40 times across the whole interview. We have obtained a warrant for your arrest for murder. Okay. She's alive. She was traveling with me up into El Paso. We were driving separate vehicles, so she, she, she bolted. There was no record of her being at any hospital for COVID-19. Okay. Zero record. Doesn't, doesn't mean anything. You have her phone. You sent the text messages. You planted her car at Jupiter Medical Center because you're on video doing it. She we have all that information. She had me do it. Kennison was losing his patience with him and his obscene lies. Put your hand over her mouth She's and dragged alive. her into the garage. It's on video, She's David. Still alive. Kristen's alive, I told you that. She's still alive. He knew David and Ava were close and decided to try and use this relationship to get him to talk. Detective Kennison even asked Ava to record a message for him personally. David, it's Ava. I love you. I'm scared. I miss mom. I need to know where my mom is. Please do the right thing and tell me where my mom is. Please. I love you. But still, David said nothing. You see that little girl right there? I want you to look yes, at her. I love her dearly. Look at her. I know I you do. You know, then, look at her then, real good. I was the one who taught her how to ride a bicycle. That, and, and, she, that, and use and her awareness. Awesome. Yep, and that's awesome. Then do what's right for her. I would never hurt her. No. Well, you're hurting her indirectly by not letting us know where her mom is. You have to ask her. We can't ask her. She's dead. She's dead. Her mother's still alive. Well, that's she is not you. alive. Losing steam, they decided to leave him alone for a while to mull everything over. We don't have video of me killing her. How do you know what we have? Show it to me. Her Show dead, me the video. Her dead body? Show me the video. Her dead body is Show right me there. the video. I know that it exists. You are a monster. You are a monster. You didn't even, like, you didn't even, you didn't even, you, you're not even you doing your homework, man. You are a monster for Do what your you homework, did. Jared. You are a monster Do your for homework. what you did. And everybody is going to look at you like that. Oh, ask for a lawyer. No problem. Next tonight, the husband facing murder charges accused of killing his wife. Police now investigating texts sent from her phone saying she had an extreme case of COVID-19. 
Troubling details tonight in the disappearance of Florida mom Gretchen Anthony. She was a wonderful person that didn't deserve any of this. The 51-year-old last seen in late March. Her estranged husband, David Anthony, now charged with murder and kidnapping. According to this police affidavit, friends and relatives then received suspicious emails and texts from Gretchen's phone days later, saying she was at Jupiter Medical Center with an acute case of COVID-19 and on a ventilator. At this point, everyone's saying, well, this is really strange, you know? So they called the police things didn't look right authorities say security footage from her townhouse garage also captured a tall male who looks directly at a camera and pulls it down that man identified by a witness as david anthony and tom david anthony was tracked down in new mexico he was extradited to florida on thursday to face charges for the next several months david remained quiet and police were worried that they might never find Gretchen and bring her home to her family. A grand jury soon indicted him, and he was now facing a first-degree murder charge, as opposed to a second-degree one. If found guilty at trial, he could be facing the death penalty. But David had something that they didn't, the knowledge about where Gretchen was, and what had actually happened, and a conviction without a body would be challenging, despite all the evidence. The man police say kidnapped and killed his wife in Jupiter before he was arrested in Mexico or New Mexico appeared in court today. Police are still searching for her body as new strange details are released. The prosecution offered him a deal. David finally decided to talk. Four days before Christmas, everyone gathered in the courtroom as David's team announced he was going to enter a plea. David Anthony pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and kidnapping, and as part of this, he told them where Gretchen was. According to his plea agreement, prosecutors could not withdraw the plea or seek any additional charges based on what investigators were to find when they recovered her body. Prosecutors and police here in Jupiter made it very clear they made this plea deal for Gretchen Anthony's family. They say they very much wanted a life sentence for David Anthony, but finding Gretchen's body was more important. This morning, a court hearing was conducted for David Anthony, and a plea was agreed upon in exchange for the information regarding the whereabouts of the remains of Gretchen Anthony. All day, investigators have been searching in the area of Bush Road and Indian Town Road. At approximately 3.30 p.m., investigators located what is believed to be Gretchen Anthony. The discovery was made in a small area just off of Bush Road in Jupiter, just south of Indian Town Road. And it comes exactly nine months from the day Gretchen Anthony disappeared. It is uh, never ideal to have someone who commits a crime like this get anything less than life, but this is what the family wanted to provide closure. This is an element of justice, and I just want to praise law enforcement for working so hard to come to this day. Uh, may God bless the family of Gretchen Anthony, and may the people of this community know that we live in a safe community. Uh, this is an unusual incident that was a, a domestic-related incident. This is not a random act of violence. And I can assure the people of Palm Beach County that our community will continue to be safe with Jupiter PD on the job. So thank you. Gretchen Anthony was finally found wrapped in a blanket, 
three miles from her house in some woods behind a Walmart. They concluded that she had died of stab wounds to her neck and stomach area. The sentence you to serve 38 years in the Department of Corrections, in other words, in a Florida prison. David Anthony was sentenced to 38 years in prison. Is there anything I can say that will comfort a girl who's lost a mother? Are there any words that will ease the burden of a mother who's lost a daughter? How do I offer anything of value to a sister and brother who lost a sister, friends who've lost a friend? I've created irreparable damage in the worlds of people who love me. Gretchen loved me, Abel loved me, and Gretchen's family loved me. I disgrace my family. I'm hated by some beyond words, and I brought shame upon my name. Some would call for my death, and I can't offer any reasonable argument against that sentiment. All I can offer is acknowledgement of my actions and a prayer of forgiveness for my loss of self-control and for allowing my paranoia, greed, and addiction to drive this heinous act. Men live by their illusions, and my illusions saw the COVID pandemic as an end-of-the-world prophecy, an arm again that I felt compelled to escape no matter the cost. Christmas, beautiful. She was kind. She was smart. She was giving. And up through their whole heart. Gretchen tried to be my friend. She tried to be my wife. But she was someone who brought light into this dark world. But few believed his words. One of Gretchen's friends said, I call BS on that. It's appalling, absolutely appalling. My name is Sarah Carey, and I am Gretchen's sister. It is important to me and my family that I stand here today, as hard as this is, and give my sister Gretchen a voice. Gretchen was absolutely a beautiful person with the biggest heart. She cared deeply for her daughter, family, and friends, and would do anything for them. The biggest joy in her life was her daughter, Ava. She always spoke proudly of Ava and every one of her accomplishments, no matter how big or small. Our hearts are forever broken. Police and prosecutors say they can never be sure why David killed her, but they wondered if he had been trying to convince Gretchen to flee with him, and when she said no, he felt he had no choice but to kill her. However, this is all speculative. He is scheduled to be released from prison in 2058. He will be 81 years old. Friends and family say that Gretchen was the most beautiful person inside and out, and you couldn't wish for a more devoted or loyal friend in your corner. All Gretchen wanted to do was move on with her life and focus on the person who was her biggest achievement and best friend, her daughter Ava. Her biggest joy in life was her daughter, she loved Ava with every ounce of her being, her sister said. Ava now lives with her father, Jeff, and Gretchen's mother, and is said to be doing as well as possible, given the circumstances. It is a case that leaves more questions than answers, and one that saw authorities travel over six states seeking the truth about what had happened to Gretchen Anthony. David had tried to cover his tracks using the confusion and fear caused by the pandemic. But due to the tenacity of those investigating... Gretchen and her loved ones were finally able to get some justice.
and lay her to rest. Gretchen's friend said, I think that's the hardest question to ask. Why? And sometimes you just need to believe that there are higher powers in place that have a plan. <laughs> 